House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Jason Halpin. House of Run at gmail.com is the email address. We had so many emails this week, Jason. We'll get to those at the midpoint of the show, and that will extend to the end of the show. Yeah, people have been bringing it with emails the past uh, few weeks, which I appreciate. Everyone's, it's Olympic year. Everyone's in that kind of spirit, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, they, a lot of people took the year off. Um, and then last year, you know, it was like coming back, but not, not fully. I think everyone's back on board now. A fair amount of the emails were in response to my query about running with an armband. And True, yeah. The responses have been overwhelming in the side of don't get an armband, get a belt to run with, which is a nice way to say. Yeah, the fanny pack making a comeback, like hard. Which I knew it did in... Uh, more casual fashion. Mm. Like people are wearing them out. Like the hipsters are wearing fanny packs. Um, yeah. I was going to say unironically, but it's a hipster, so they're ironic. But so, yeah. so I was about ready to buy. First of all, thank you, everybody who gave me a suggestion. I also heard from fast people about armbands who told me, hey, these are my PRs and I wear an armband. So I was about ready to buy one of these belts. Because so many people were so high on them. And then right before yeah. I hit purchase, I just – a thought crossed my mind that I thought Katie had one already. So I went to text her mm. and I texted her and she wrote back and it was – not only did she have one, it was the exact brand I was about to buy. So wow, I got to our, put into motion already my my – plan of running with uh with my phone via a belt and it was good I, i'm used to running a little bit with with the belt because if you remember our long runs in las vegas during the summer you don't just need a yeah, little, the water belt yeah you don't just need a little bit of water you need a lot of water <laughs> my dad had a camelback that went over his shoulders like a backpack the camelback mm. i had i preferred one that went around the waist so i was already a little bit comfortable with it obviously the phone <laughs> Much lighter. Um, not ready to give a full review yet on, in terms of if I like it or not. Um, yeah. But better than I thought. And as many people pointed out, if you're wearing a long sleeve shirt, you just put your shirt over it and no one has to see that you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, which I think would be my move too. Like, hey, who cares? You're running. Whatever works, like, gets the job done. But yeah, I'd probably do that too, just because it does feel weird to do a fanny pack. Like, that was like a. You know, in kind of an '80s thing, I guess. Yeah. And even at that point, it was kind of like these are ridiculous. It was right? never no cool. This. Yeah, it was never. It was never y- cool. Yeah, right. but and they were always in neon, bright neon, yellow, orange, mm-hmm. pink, something like that. I feel like I don't know. Maybe that was just where I grew up. Um, As you said, speaking la- of fashion, though, I, I got I got to get this out here before we go any further. Oh yeah, Trevor from Sunny SoCal sent me the Jordan running shoes. Mm-hmm. Just sent me them and they're amazing they look incredible uh so first of all thank you so much trevor that was not necessary but it's very much appreciate uh, appreciative i i they are 
the coolest pair of shoes I know I've maybe ever owned, mm. probably ever owned. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm not like a you know a big fashion guy, and like I I just always like I don't need to spend two hundred dollars or you know crazy on on shoes. Um, even though I've I've had a couple pairs of Jordans over the years because uh, always been a big Jordan guy, but even that's been probably twenty years since I bought a pair. Uh, the, it's the, it's amazing. And his only note was, do not run in them. And so he does not have to worry about that. Uh, I will not be running in them. I'll just be, I'll just be, you know, feeling, feeling awesome wearing those. Things. What are we doing with the money that people donated, though, to go to your shoe fund? Yeah. Are we going to keep that so we can get the alpha flies? Because those are illegal now. So I guess so. Yeah, maybe that's, that's the way to go next. Because uh, like I said, I cannot run in these. But uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was blown away when they came. I was, I was very, very excited. Is the American record song ready? Because it's about to get a workout. Whew, yeah, I mean, I got it. Uh, I got it up and running, man. I mean, we have a world record just, song too. We have a world record from right. Mondo Duplantis. It was just nonstop. It was. It was. It was a. It was an amazing, amazing weekend. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. Let's. I mean, it's a world record. We have to start there, right? Let's give Mondo the song. Yeah, that's got to be first. Yeah, let's give Mondo a song. We'll talk about him for a little bit, and then we'll jump into the rest of the American record. So, Mondo Duplantis. You're probably gonna hear this a couple more times in your career, I'm guessing. Six point one seven for the world record. Whew. Congratulations, sir. Well, it's a world record, the likes of which has never been seen. Well, it's a World record, highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved. Wouldn't believe if I told you. Go to YouTube and I'll show you. Got results to verify. Soon it will be ratified. Would it say, World record, the likes of which has never been seen? World record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Will it say World record Will it say World record Alright, Jason. He almost got it earlier in the week. Then comes back on Saturday and does it. Uh, 6.17 if you're scoring at home. That's not just an indoor world record. That's an overall pole vaulting world record. Bubka went 614 outdoors, and indoors, Lavillani had 616. So indoors was actually better than outdoors. Doesn't matter anymore. Mondo's got it. Wow. Maybe people should start yeah. doing things when they're six <laughs> years old like Mondo, and you'll be really good at it. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's, it's sometimes, somehow, you know, not surprising just because, hey, when the guy's like, you know, Olympic level talent when he's 17 or whatever, um, you expect really big things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this is, yeah, I mean, this is, this is obviously a, a, a great start and to get the, the overall world record. I mean, pole vault is probably one of the ones we care the least about whether it's indoors or outdoors, right? Yeah. That in the 400, pretty much the same event. Yeah. 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 They're, they're pretty, they're, they're almost identical. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I guess, you know, most of the, jumps and stuff like that it's like yeah wind can obviously affect it but like if anything it's 
I mean, the wind doesn't really necessarily help you in pole vault, I don't think, but I've never pole vaulted before. Um, can help, so can just, hurt, yeah, I'm guessing. Like, can, can do both. Yeah, depends. you can be the, I mean, the fact that you can be the, the highest ever, period. I mean, I think that's that's even more, you know, impressive than than even some indoor world records, which, you yeah. know, on the track might be obviously less impressive. Yeah, you want it still, I'm assuming, because then you don't need to worry about changing your speed and all that other stuff, right? Like, you want it. You want the, the, the condition. You don't want to worry about the conditions at all, I think, is the ideal setup. Thus, Mondo is on top of the world now. Um, and then we had three American records. <laughs> no, Man. excuse me, four American four? records. I was to say, wait, that doesn't sound right. We had Kendricks in the pole vault, which was 6.01. Yep. Then we go to Melrose, which is what we're going to talk about. Not at the same meet as Mondo, but I do like that you can jump 601, set an American record, and just get washed by somebody, like, in your same event. How many pole vault meets are we going to have in Europe on the same way? Like, why can't the two, why can't they vault? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That would have been, that would have been cool to have them both going, you know, six plus, and then Kendrick's, like, getting super excited going 601, and then Mondo's just like, no, you got to raise it, like, three more times. And Kendrick's still being then, really excited, even though he didn't. Oh, no, Kendrick's, yeah, would have been, like, been as excited as Mondo when he broke it. He would have lost his mind. He kind of, he should have been there. Just for that, yeah, that would have been a the, the the reaction would have gotten more more play than the actual vault itself. So let's go to Melrose. Do you want to play the song? Will we play the song four times, two times, or just once for everybody here? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we could play it. Let's play it at the opening here, and then let's play it at the end. I mean, as much as I, I love it, and everyone loves it. I don't know if anyone would be mad about four times, mm-hmm. but I think twice at least it needs to be needs to be done. All right, so this one this is going out to Eleanor Purrier, Donovan Brazier, Ozzy Wilson, and Sam Kendricks. Hey man, did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record too. It was the best performance by an American citizen Or a relay team composed of American citizens And an athletics event within the United States or abroad Hey man, did you see that American record? All right, let's talk about the three that happened at Milrose, Jason. Yeah. I want to start with the women's mile. I did not see this live. I was checking the results on my phone, and I was completely shocked, completely shocked that Eleanor Perrier, who's run some good times before, she's had a – Very good runner. Yeah, good runner. Made the world championship team in the 5,000. Ran, yeah. ran well in Doha. Acquitted herself nicely. I did not think she'd run a 4.16 mile indoors and beat the field that she beat, which included Coco, which which included A. Gemma, which included Mm -hmm. GDS, and it included Nikki Hiltz. And my goodness, 4.16.85. Indoor mile, okay, whatever. They don't run it that much. And she's number two all time now. Behind Dababa, uh, I know you would have been really sad if Dababa's record went away there. Uh, as this would have been rough. As, as a uh, Dababa, she would have been down to sixty-four different <laughs> indoor records. Well, her record is is four thirteen. So it had uh, yeah. 
ways to go. I don't care about all that. That's great. I mean, it's cool because we got to play the song. But she goes through the 1500 at four flat. So you just extrapolate there. This was definitely equivalent to a below sub four for a 1500. Uh, and then you combine that with who she beat. And this was yeah. this was a career-altering performance for Perrier. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have Coco, who was leading basically the whole race after the after the rabbit stepped off, and we know how good she is. I mean, she is a you know top five in a couple different events. Um, Gemma Riki, like, off to a ridiculous start, and you know, kind of going like, okay, yeah, this is for real. Like, this is her second big event Mm -hmm. and now you've got a good a really good one-two punch in great britain and we know what gds did last year like set records in every race again she set the record here again um that's yeah that's like a ridiculous one two three and nikki hills is is really good too and was was way behind uh but for purrier yeah to just finish that way and you know hey it's it's indoors people are in different shape or whatever but if you're running basically the equivalent to sub four uh indoors and you outkick all of these people with like handily that's that's really like you said could be like career altering if you do the minus 17 seconds thing you get to 359 but yeah i mean the slower you go the more time you're going to subtract so i mean i think so i saw one that said 355 high is the equivalent performance mm. even if you say okay conservatively let's say 350 let's pick a time in the middle there 357 I mean that's absolutely ludicrous that that, that yeah. she ran that fast. Uh, you're right though, Coco man, Coco drove the train there in the middle, and that wouldn't have happened without without Coco there. Lincoln and I were arguing about this this morning. He still thinks Perrier should stick with the five. My philosophy is always, even though it's going to go against my bold prediction, if you can jump to the fifteen right now, jump to the fifteen. What do you think? Whew. Uh, I mean, she's could be very good in the 15, but as good as this field was, it's missing most of the best 1500 meter runners like that we would have picked as like the favorite for medalists. Okay. Fair um, point. Come Olympic time. Uh, and it just shows the, the crazy depth. I mean, Klosterhofen will probably be running the five. Um, you know, what, what's Hassan going to do? Is she going to run a re- regular kind of five ten double or is she going to try to run the 15 again mm-hmm. uh who knows but the fives i would guess you have a slightly better chance um just because there's a little more Out of metal there's a little i guess i mean well i mean the 15 is just so random but it's so deep i mean she's you're, you're going i mean now you add in purrier and Riki and all these like you have you go eight deep in the women's 15 of people who can medal and maybe she can come out of that and I mean, the way she closed this, like certainly possible, but it, it, it's it's I think it's going to depend on what kind of where everyone decides to run. Mm-hmm. Well, I just looked up the trials schedule. You can do the fifteen five double at trials, um, which you should she should do, right? And then I guess you keep your options open for the Olympics, right? And just, yeah, and just, exactly. And, like, and then you kind of just see, yeah, see what happens. And I just I I think. I think Hassan is going to run the five in the Olympics for sure. It's just a matter of if she goes 15-5 or 5-10 this year. I think she'll go back to 5-10 this year. Um, yeah. Just just considering the schedule. And 
I don't know, man. Like, Obiri's legit. It's just one of those things. It's like, there's a reason why no American woman has medaled in the five ever. And and I think yeah. they have the they have the ability. To, and yes, Coco got a bronze, but they have the ability to make that put that race completely out of reach if they want to, in a way that they can't in the fifteen. And then you combine the fact that even if they do do a hard pace in the fifteen, Perrier can run with it, and she can also close very quickly as well. Um, it is early though. It is early. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who else is going to emerge, and we don't know if she's going to be able to sustain this for or how long she's going to be able to sustain this. Uh, I'm looking now. Okay, perfect. So Monday, August 3rd in the morning is the women's 1500 first round, and that night is the women's 5K final. So perfect. Oh, great. <laughs> but they could, she could do both at trials, and then I would guess you'd, yeah. you'd, pick, you'd pick from there. You just pick, yeah. I, mean, that's... I want to ask you something though because this was a deep race right yeah we had Perrier with the american record Klosterhofen german record Riki with the british record then gds with the canadian record so one through four there all get national records uh did it ruin it for you to know that they all did this wearing shoes <laughs> yeah i mean i just you know it's it's you look at the records they broke and the people they ran against in the past would have just been barefoot or wearing actually some sort of leaded shoe that makes them heavier. Um, so it really takes away from everything for me where I'm not going to watch the sport anymore. Okay. Just checking. Uh, that's a take that's been out there so much that people aren't going to watch the sport anymore. Guys, you don't like the shoes. It's fine. You're going to watch the London marathon. Get over it. Come on. I've, Perrier winning this in New Balance, and I know they have a special shoe too, but her wearing New Balance and winning it, I thought was a nice touch for. Yeah. No, I, I, I for, that. for the, I, we, we deserve that. We earned that one. After <laughs> a week of shoe takes, we earned a New Balance athlete beating Nike runners in super duper 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 shoes. Uh, regardless of what side of the issue you're on, I thought it was a great way to end the week. Can we talk about Donovan Brazier? Oof, yeah. Because I'm taking incoming fire He's... on this, too, because people are saying world record now, and I'm, I'm not willing to go that far. But when you close in 24 <laughs> in an 800, when, yeah. you run, when you run 144 in the 800, right, and, and you close in 44 and you run 51 point the second 400 and you make it look like a training run, you're going to inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah, no, he's he is looking as sharp as you could possibly look this early and even late, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. But that the world record is is really ridiculous. I mean, it's really, really ridiculous. Um, not that it's not possible at some point, but he needs to still go a long way. He is a second and a half away. Um, let's let's get into the one forty ones, which he could absolutely do this year, and then let's get all the way through those to 140s, because that's where he has to get to break David Rudisha's record. Right, That's a really long way. I, I am happy to say, like, hey, he is the no-doubt favorite right now. Oh, yeah. Doing the 800 gold. Yes. I mean, that, that's for, for sure. Uh, that It's a very long way to Rudisha's record. I think you can do a little bit of math and talk yourself into a 140 when you consider how fast he starts or sorry how conservatively he starts relative to the rest of his Mm. race and you think oh if he just evens out the paces he'll be he'll be fine and that's probably true if you're looking at the ideal way to run it but he also runs really well this way 
because we saw him do yeah. it in the Diamond League and we saw him do it in other settings before. So I, I don't think his formula of improvement to like a more even or the, the positive split race that we see traditionally run, I don't think his improvement is going to be as sharp as somebody else because this style, for whatever reason, and we see this with different athletes, it just it suits him well in the same way that front running suits other people well. I don't think you can necessarily draw a straight line and say, oh, for sure, he's going to run that 140.91. That being said, I, mean, I think he's the overwhelming favorite right now. And I say that with all the necessary precaution of it's only February, it's a long year, and this is indoors. The way he tore away from everybody, I mean, Bryce Hopple was fourth in, in Worlds last year. Isaiah Harris was fourth at USA's last year and is a legit 800-meter dude. Brandon Kidder made the – I mean, these guys are – good and he absolutely left them behind instantly i mean the acceleration was phenomenal yeah he looks it looks super easy right now like it just looks so effortless and you know it radisha i mean that was kind of what it always looked for him was it always looked really effortless um but you know they run a little bit different and and hey Frazier, like I said, I think is going to to win the gold medal. I think he'll probably run 141 something this year, which would put him in the five fastest dudes ever. Um, but yeah, the world record, I, I need to see something crazy to get there. Like, let's let's get him at 141.5, and then we can start talking about it. <laughs> oh, let's get him six tenths away from the record before we start talking about it. There was a New York Times article afterwards about how he wants to play in the NFL when he's done with track, and I I, I thought this was a joke, and then I clicked on it. Yeah. And it wasn't a joke. I I don't know what to make of this other than the fact that he's trying to do the reverse of what we see most of the time, which is NFL players saying that they can run track in the Olympics. That's, yeah. So I have no idea if he's ever played football in his life or, you know, I'm assuming he knows the rules at the very least. Um, he's he's really fast, but he's also an 800-reader runner fast. I have no doubt he has the speed to play NFL receiver. Like, what? I think he could do that. You do? What's that? You think yeah, I think he could. No. I think he is he is at least on the above the the midpoint for that. What for, do you th- what do you NFL think reasons. the Okay, hold on. Back up. I'll let you finish in a second. Yeah. But hold on, let me ask you this. Do you think Donovan Brazier could beat Shelly and Fraser Price in a hundred? Yes. Oh you do? I do. See, I don't think he could beat her in a hundred. I think he could I get think he could I think his top end yeah. like could get there, but the like explosion and and the first half of the race would be too much. And she's a ten seven person. And even if we're gonna, yeah, I think he's a little faster than that. Yeah, yeah. I could and I could be totally crazy, but I just think most NFL people could probably not most the receivers, the fast people could probably run you know, ten four at the very least. So I th- I think he would be well behind an NFL receiver. I think he'd run with like an NFL tight end. But the problem is there, those guys are a hundred more pounds than he is. <laughs> And I don't think, yeah, no, I mean, so he'd need to gain 20 to 30 pounds of muscle. Learn how to let's play say, football. But let's say he's, let's say he's average speed for a receiver. I, I at least think he's that, but you know, that's fine. But let's play in the world where he's an average speed, you know, for the quick speed in, in the NFL. You need that Andy Murray speed. He has to be as good at the other stuff that these guys have been doing forever. Catching the ball. In order to, run. yeah, and like running routes and all, all that different stuff. Um that just seems much less likely. Like I, if, if, if he, you know, decided to dedicate a year to becoming a 10, four guy and gaining 20 pounds of muscle, like <laughs> so I, ridiculous. I, sure. 
No. Sure, why not? No. But why would you do that? He can't. He's, he, he never played in college. He's not even, can't, he can't make a college team. This is... This, no, that's the saying. He, he could dedicate and just become, like, fast and, you know, increase the speed and the size, but then he still doesn't have the skill, um, presumably. Yeah. I mean, this is, with all due respect to him, and he's a phenomenal runner and a uh, good dude from all accounts. This is more this is more ridiculous than most of the track thing. The other way, the, the football, the track thing. Because at least those... Those guys have run at like a semi-high level, albeit 10 years ago, right? They were like the fastest on their team in high school. I don't think yeah. Brazier was ever like the best on his team in football. And there's this one part of football that everybody forgets, especially if you're playing receiver. And it's you get hit very hard over and over yeah. again by huge humans launching themselves at you um, with their head up, by the way, now because – legislated all the fun out of the game jason uh yeah i just i i still i'm still waiting for him to say you guys actually believe that i was i had my i mean that would be yeah i mean because it's like you said it just seems completely insane but like i said so does you know all the nfl players saying they're going to make the olympics do you know who's Um, not playing in the nfl right now devin allen who literally was a collegiate football player he's not in the nfl i mean i should tell you something yeah it's it's I mean, because so when I'm in practice and I'm going through a lot of pain and training, I start thinking about anything else I'm good at so that I don't have to do track. The first thing I think of is NFL wide receiver. So he thinks he's good at it, apparently. I mean, he might have played uh, in high school. I don't know. He's always been slight. He, he certainly didn't play at Texas A&M because that would have been the no. biggest story in the world of yes. an 800-meter national champion who also plays football. But if he's thinking of the pain and training, and hey— Middle like training for the eight hundred is brutal. Yes. Like right, like yes. that is in yeah. in racing it is like the most brutal event possible. Um, still don't want to get hit by three hundred fifty pound dudes who run four fives. Yeah, like just don't that's, don't want that. That's not good. I'm, I'm good. I mean, he he is fast. It's just a much different type of fast in the same way that football yeah. fast is. And I said I, I still think he's a little faster than you, but either way, he's not. It's not like you know the it's a U, the Usain Bolt thing where you're like okay, he's clearly the fastest human ever exist whoever existed and he's so much faster than everybody else like how do you cover this guy he would have to learn to catch and yeah. do that other stuff but like when bolt said it it was like that would be fascinating because holy crap yeah like you seeing can, yeah. him do that yeah. is is just it's it's such a trump card that you just go like well he does have that yeah you could talk Whereas me in, we, you could talk me into a weird scenario with bolt but even then that's a 20%, 10% chance of actually happening, of oh, him yeah. being able to put the other skills together. And Bolt is, like like you mentioned, very tall and the fastest human Yeah, he's ever. built like a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's got the long arms and legs, and he's the fastest person ever. Right, right. You don't have to figure out if he's faster than Shelly and Fraser Price. He is faster than Shelly and Fraser Price. <laughs> yeah. I just, don't, I just don't, I don't think he's... I mean, there's a million high school sprinters now who can run 10.5 or 10.4 even. Yeah. And it, it would surprise me if he's that fast. So it's like, okay, the speed isn't – he doesn't have an advantage in speed. He does have an advantage in endurance, but I don't know where that gets you. Maybe in the fourth <laughs> quarter you put him in? Yep. He's just – yeah, maybe that's the plan is you have him line up and run deep every route, and that way they have to keep someone – a defender on you who's just going to get tired. And it's basically the Rocky Three defense where you just <laughs> let him – throw punches until he's so exhausted 
<laughs> also, when Homer was a boxer in The Simpsons, same thing. You let him beat him up until he's so tired, you can just push him over. Or he's waiting for the NFL to make banked football stadiums because he's really good indoors, and he just <laughs> true. shoots off the bank. All right, one more American record we have to chat about. Ajay Wilson, ho-hum. Yeah. She does this all the time, it seems like. Uh, yep. Got to be honest, I don't remember what the old record was. I know it was hers, but yep. 158-29. Just nice and smooth, nice and simple. Yeah, no drama. Really easy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't remember what the old one was, but 158.2 indoors <laughs> seems really fast. And uh, like Goulet is in here, who's one of her biggest competitions for gold. Yes. Um, we already knew Audrey Wilson's the best 800 meter runner in the world, with under the current rules. Like that's it's not really. She's she's more talented. She can run faster. Whatever happened at last year's Worlds happened. But she should be the huge favorite again this year, as long as she just runs like she does. One fifty eight sixty. Oh well. Yeah. Although didn't good, she? Good I, I think she ran faster, but the the performance got scrubbed because the 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 tainted beef suspension thing. Because I, I think she mm. ran, when her and Lipsy both ran super fast, she ran she ran quicker. Mm. Yeah, I, I I thought the record was even quicker than this. So good run by her. It was very Ajay. Very smooth, very simple. Um, it's cool to see Riki doing two good performances in a row. That's uh, big. Yeah. More, more British hopes. So a British, a British one-two is on the table now, which I'm sure they'll, their country will handle with the appropriate caution and, and restraint. And then obviously Coco still keeps it rolling. Uh, yeah, let's do the song one more time. Let's do the song one more time, and then we'll. Yeah, I feel like bookending it is is good. Hey man. Did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record, too. It was the best performance by an American citizen or a relating composed of American citizens and an athletics event within the United States or abroad. Hey man, did you see that American record? Well done, well done by all. What else at Melrose, Jason? Yeah, those were the, those were the big ones. Um, let's see, what else did catch my uh, catch my attention there? Uh, the men's men's mile was. Uh, you know, some Wanamaker Miles always always fun. Uh, Chris O'Hare was pretty dominant, actually, though. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of took the lead with what a lap to go ish, and then just blew um, everybody out. And then just yeah, really like flew away there. Uh, Ingerbritson was Philip Ingerbritson was leading first half of the race, and then kind of kind of fell back. Nick Willis was never really in the right position, but finished strong to get fourth because he's been at every Wanamaker Mile mile in history. Yes, um, but. Yeah, it, this the, the the women's mile was much more interesting than the men's overall. Just more names, a little, little oh, more yeah. interest. But but Chris O'Hare, who had a really good year, the last couple of years has had a really good year. Um, run a three fifty five, and and the way he closed that is uh, man, you know, British hope all over the place. Mm-hmm. Didn't even make the team to world champs last year. They got they got a strong group there. Rye Benjamin won the three hundred. Just want to mention that because it was a three hundred. Mm, perfect. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> 60s Ronnie Baker 654 Yeah actually that was a that man the way he finished 
and I know it's a 60, so it's like... Which part of it's finished? Right Break down the finish for us, Chase. Yeah, it was... Okay, so if we go meter by meter here. No, but it was just like he was not going to win this race, it looked like. Um, and then yeah. the way he just kind of exploded past everybody um, in the past few meters, like that's a good sign um, just because he disappeared for a while. And for a while, it looked like he was like one of the three or four best 100-meter runners in the world. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a big deal if he can kind of come back a little bit. And I think this was certainly, you know, on the right track. Men's 3,000, Justin Knight won. Nico Young got the U.S. Uh, the high school record. And Man, the- he was working so hard. Nico you was? See him, he, yeah, he was in last place. But, like, he was just every – you could see how, like – I mean, he always looks like he's running basically with every ounce of his energy. Yeah. Um, but just to, like, see him, like, hanging on at the very, very tail. Like, he never fully lost – um, you know, connection with the with the group. Yeah. Um, but it was just like everyone else looks so, you know, like most pros just kind of run so methodical and he's just like this guy who's been, ch- you know, chased by the killer in the movie for the past six miles and he's just like out of out of everything. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Kenny Harrison, she looked good, one of the 60 hurdles. Yep. Um, I, the indoor season for a lot of pros ends this weekend <laughs> at USA's. Yeah. It's going to be it. So. Yeah. Uh, very exciting, but not much, not much left. There'll be some meets in Europe, but without worlds, it's uh, extremely truncated schedule uh, on the roads. Galen Rupp ran a half marathon. His first one since his sur- Achilles surgery. So yeah. 20, you have I mean, to go back to fall of 2019. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Just him finishing a race. Um, it's a good sign. And that if assumingly assuming he bounces back okay from this sixty one nineteen is fine you know yeah middle of the road but like the main thing is like running this and getting through it because basically if he's healthy on the start line yeah then he's gonna make the team I mean that's pretty much it so this was enough uh, this yeah. was enough for me yeah no I agree I just you know it's kind of like as long as he in the next like week or two we don't hear something bad about the results of this then I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Which we will not hear about, even if there were anything bad. Yeah, it's fair. We won't hear about it until the morning of the, of the trials. Do we want to? So, just after we got done recording last time, there was more shoe news about the new <sighs> Alpha Fly. Are we just? Are we just not? We're not gonna do that, right? Or do? You... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. They, they came up with the rule that we kind of thought there were, and then Nike had a shoe that's barely under the rule, and people are mad about it, and they're gonna stop watching the sport and focus on sky running or something weird like that. <laughs> there were some great tweets. I almost I should have screenshot a lot of the tweets. Those are ones. Yeah, that we just aren't we gonna said, age well. Yeah, several that were just you know, hey, I'm done with the sport. I can't watch this anymore. It's like. I really saw, though is that I is saw that Je- I saw Jesse tweet that Jesse you you're a guest on the show every year you have to if you're listening you got to keep watching it's the true. sport. True, he said he's not not going to watch the marathon anymore. It's I like, know dude, you are a you since since ten years you know New York marathon guest. Yeah, I uh, I mean some... it, it just you know it, I get it can be frustrating and hey I'm annoyed with this like the the just all the shoe talk like I'd rather it be about the performances but like you really is it. Not me. I'm a gear guy. Kind of. I'm a gear guy. I don't know the gear. I like it when we talk gear. That's why I watch sports for the gear. Yeah, I Uh, just don't. I don't know. Let me let me let me ask you this, Jason. Yeah. What's going to be the reaction in the women's? The the next high profile marathon is going to be the U.S. Olympic trials because it's in a couple weeks, right? What's going to be the reaction if 
the women's team is three non-Nike athletes, and the men's team is Rupp, the most successful, one of the most successful U.S. distance runners of all time on the men's side. Leonard yeah. Career, the guy who comes in with a super fast personal best, and Jared Ward, yep. who's not a Nike athlete. So if it, the women's side is no Nike athletes, and then on the men's side, it's basically chalk. Two of them happen to be Nike, one isn't. Without knowing how, I guess it matters how the race unfolded, but what's the what's the shoe takeaway from that? Right. It's just ignored until London rolls around and then they can get mad about something again. But is right? that I mean but, like, but I, is that like be, because when people want to be upset about something and they they want it, you know, like they have their minds made up. And yeah. in a way I do too. Like I mean I I can be convinced by absolutely absurd performances, but like overall I just don't I don't see it. So you're, I don't know. does that enter into the zone where people would reconsider their thoughts or does that enter into the zone where it's just going to confirm what everybody already thought and then you just move forward from there? Right. I think that's a, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be just like, well, they were the best runners and it's been yeah. not enough difference for that. And, but that like, is important. One though, random that... Nike athlete runs well and gets in there. That's fine. Like that's allowed to happen. People are allowed to run well. Well, because too. like I'm, I'll be mad about the one you know thing like Jordan Hase runs well or something, and that's going to be like, oh, see, we told you. It's like Jordan Hase is insanely good, right? But have you ever seen a race without these shoes on, Jason? I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm trying to get ahead of it. Anyway, I don't. Yeah, we've we've done this ad nauseum. Um, yep, and we'll we'll do it again. So today won't be the day where we devote a bunch of time. It's to it. Ca- but it the the I will not watch anymore reminds me of. The drug takes, which, by the way, is a much bigger deal than shoes. And people get really mad when, you know, records that were set. And then a couple years later or whenever later, we find out that person was on performance enhancing drugs. And they say, well, how can anyone watch this sport? Because all the, the everyone's on drugs and every record, you never know what's real. But then we all watch it and we're all into it. So I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. <laughs> oh, man. If you like the sport, watch it. It's that easy, guys. Just forget about the shoes. Is it possible, though, Jason? Is it possible? Uh, all right. There's Bolt dropped some takes that were fire that I want to get your opinion on. Yeah. Uh, in an interview with NBC. I agree with most of these takes. You agree with most of them, you said? No, it was most of them. There, there, there was one in particular I, I did not agree with at all, but... Uh, Oh, he does talk about how he'd try out for the Packers if Aaron Rodgers called. So here we go. This is all about football. I mean, I'm all for that. He says he's passed. I hope Aaron Rodgers call him, please. Uh, He said he's passed the soccer stage. I tried it and it was okay, but it didn't work out the way I wanted to. Uh, About Tyreek Hill, he said on the NFL, he says, no, there's no chance. Agreed. A lot of people think it's about one-off runs, but it's rounds that really show who you are and the amount of work you do. So I think think no he wouldn't make the team um what do you say I think if it was one off he still wouldn't make the team uh, he said christian is really go ahead no i was to say i don't think rounds is really the problem with tyreek hill i just don't think he's fast enough to do it anymore christian coleman has got the olympics won already is what he said yeah and then he said lyles could be beaten yeah that's the part i disagree with he says, in a one-off run, no, but through the rounds, he kind of didn't impress me as much. Yeah, see, my thought is, and I could be totally wrong here, my thought is Bolt watched the World Championships last year and nothing else. <laughs> and 
and no Lyles did not run, you know, particularly well. Well, he got his bolt. attention in Lasan when he did the bolt who thing. I think that's what that tells you too. Yeah, still I not mean, over that. well, that's that's definitely part of it too. But I don't think he saw him running, you know, nineteen five like six times over the past two years, mm-hmm. um, where no one else has been close to that. And he ran an underwhelming final in the world in worlds. I I, I totally agree with that. Uh, for whatever reason, fine. I, I I just I think there's only you know maybe Norman has the potential to actually beat him mm-hmm. in the two, and even that's like a long shot because he's going to be focused on the four and may not probably probably won't even run the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't don't think that's the case. But Sam Bolt knows a lot more about sprinting than I do. I don't not if you not if you didn't watch last year. I think at all. If you're I right. just, how much is do you think like Bolt's sitting down and watching Diamond Leagues? I'd I'd be shocked. Right. No, he's just catching random results here and there. He says over a two hundred, he can make the final as the last last guy, but he doesn't think he can make a hundred final. final. But he says he can. I mean, he could make the Jamaican team. He he knows the sure. current state of the two hundred. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, he can make the Jamaican team. Absolutely. Um, I'd probably bet on him to get out of the first round, and I don't. I wouldn't. Ooh, man. I mean, I, I'm thinking. He, you know, obviously, this is just like right now. If he just rolled out, I'm thinking he's not going to make the final. But I like that he's like realistic, relatively realistic, where he's like be the last guy in the final. Yeah. Like that's that. That's a decent amount of like realism on his part to not go. Yeah, I'd be the bronze medalist. Like. <laughs> I like that he's at least somewhat realistic. I haven't run a step since I uh, stepped off the track, but uh, maybe silver? Silver sounds pretty good. All right, let's go to email, because there's a bunch of topics in here that we didn't cover. Uh, Yeah. Like the Kenyan jerseys. Uh, Oh, yeah. So Luke writes in, originally from Delaware, still from Delaware. Melrose games, boring. Wanamaker Mile, boring. Multiple world records, boring. Let's talk about what's really important, what everyone will be wearing in Tokyo. Nike released their new track and running kits for the U.S., and I'm a big fan of them. I like the stripes. They also released Kenyas, which were apparently not received well by Kenyans, but I think they're pretty okay. Could be worse, could be better. I was looking for more but couldn't find any other track running specific kits for Tokyo yet. I'll keep you posted. I think there should be a post-Tokyo Best Worst Uniforms Award or just roll it into the yearly recap. P.S. Following up on the comment last week you made about Delaware, don't remember that. Yes, there's a canal that runs the width of the state, which is about 16 miles from end to end. It connects the Chesapeake wow. and Delaware Bays and thus is aptly named the C&D Canal. There's a super flat, straight path that follows it, and a couple of buddies and I usually do an annual point-to-point long run across the state. So if you want to claim you ran across a state in a single morning or afternoon, Delaware is the place to do it. Also, some pretty cool waterfowl to look at, ospreys, hawks, bald eagles, cormorants, cormorants herons and seagulls aplenty these uniforms did get my attention yeah jason uh i think the kenyan ones are terrible uh i think it's not too late to change them i I think they should do that immediately i saw on instagram consensus kiprutu was defending them and he was doing it in Mm. a hilarious way i have the caption right here he says uh Dear Kenyan friends of mine, I'm reading that many of you don't like the new Kenyan outfit for Tokyo 2020. Two weeks ago, I saw the outfit for the first time. I was overwhelmed by the design. It is different than what we had for years. And if anybody hasn't seen it, it's like honeycomb, but like a 3D honeycomb. It's like Qbert. You ever play Qbert? Uh, no. No. Oh, man. It's a great game. No. Putting it on 
I felt powerful and my morale got boosted. The first thing I said was, can we have those games starting tomorrow? We will shine and stand out in it. And trust me, that will make that we will make you proud through the medals we win. Thank you, Nike, for making such inspirational outfits. And then the comments were amazing underneath it. And I didn't know that Kenyon track Instagram was that lively. Uh, this person said the worst kid ever. Uh, somehow it looks like snakeskin. Personally, I don't like it. Uh, where was this other one? Oh, man, where would? Oh, there's been so many comments. A lot of people weighed in, which was awesome. Um, oh, here we go. I love your positive attitude towards uniform. Keep it up. Clapping hands emoji. Personally, I find it a bit too overwhelming. However, it's encouraging to see that you, as one of the athletes representing Kenya, have embraced it. All the best. I mean, it's just it's bad. It's yeah, bad. I mean, I, I say I, I sent you I sent you some Cubert a Cubert pick. Um, it just looks oh, like yeah. that. The levels, yeah, you jump on the different things, and it's weird. It's weird. It is definitely a three D kind of thing. Um, I, I said yeah, it looks like he's I'm, about to to pitch me on an app for a biotech startup. I mean, that's what it looks like to mm, me. It's, yeah, I could see that. Uh, the pants are really bad. If in that that link, um, like the warm up pants, yeah, they're 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 rough. Um, the kits, I, I would say, I'm overall, I don't truly truly hate, but I'm not a fan. Like I would change them, yeah. but I, I don't think I'm I don't have quite the uh, the vitriol that you do. The U.S. ones. Uh, aren't that great either, but they aren't offensively bad like these. Why are you don't? Yeah, they're kind of fine. They're middle of the road. If you're gonna put a design on there, put a design that's somehow like what is that? Like put something that's significant on there. You know what's cool? That Ken- the flag of Kenya is cool. Feature that. Got the shield. Yeah, you could come up with something. And I know, like for you know, I I always want to do the individual jerseys and stuff like that. And I know for Olympics, it's a little more. You got to probably be able to, you know, everyone mm-hmm. needs to kind of have the same. Um, I mean, I, I guess at least there won't be 13 of these on the track. Yeah. Because it's, it's not like the Nike kit. So get really dizzy uh, staring at it. Yeah. I would, I would, yeah. We'd all pass out. All right. Going back to one from last week, Mid D Will, uh, first time emailer. And he's yes. writing in about the industry race mashups that we talked about before. So who'd be the fastest? Grocery store employees, electronics, tech, insurance, restaurant, etc. So grocery store, he says, to those who think Trader Joe's would win, I suggest you take a two-plus-hour tour of Trader Joe's on 72nd Broadway next time you want an affordable meal in Manhattan. They handle volume well, but their pace leaves something to be desired. Don't count them out in the corporate ultramarathon. The correct answer, of course, is stop and shop. Like Nike, they're on the cutting edge of technology with their introduction of what many have called the vapor fly of monitoring spills. <laughs> Marty, the, Marty the robot. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I'm clicking on this now. Whoa. Their commitment to innovation will push them over the line. First, electronics, Sony, because Fortnite loads fast <laughs> as hell on my brother's PS4. They're clearly doing something right. Tech, Amazon has to be the top of the list. Their two-day prime shipping shows how quickly they can move, although news about their employment practices indicates that they may have a toxic team culture, though many view their market power as anti-competitive. Shout out to fans of the Sherman Antitrust Act. Their ruthless corporate tactics prove they have a will or they have a win at all cost mentality that will propel them across the finish line. Insurance AIG's ability to run away from responsibility in the financial crisis makes them the early <laughs> favorite. 
That's funny. But it's unclear if this race will ever go off because the competitors refuse to toe the line and keep reading the fine print of the race waiver with the hope of finding a technicality that will prevent them from participating in the agreement. Restaurant Chick-fil-A is a clear favorite. Their speed of service is unprecedented, and they certainly value recovery and training with their company mandated one day off per week. It will be their pleasure to put all other restaurants in the dirt. I've also thought of some other industry matchups and reached the following conclusions. Automobile, Chevy wins because of all its um, because all of its employees will be sprinting away from the creepy warehouse with randomly open doors, retractable walls, and a robotic spokesman asking dumb questions about the new 2020 Chevy Silverado <laughs> with best-in-class <laughs> towing. They do win best-in-class for towing a lot. I will say That's that. That's true. Uh, J.D. Power and Associates agrees. <laughs> Coffee shop, America runs on Duncan, need I say more. And finally, banks. Wells Fargo has those horses which would likely help. However, top-down pressure and strategically poor oversight will lead to a doping scandal that will rock the world of corporate athletics and devastate small, hardworking local banks across the country. I will have a lot of other track-related takes that I hope to share in the coming weeks. Keep up the good work. That's mid-D. Will, please do. Please That's good. Do. This is a great That's debut. really good. And if banks chase. I mean, it's kind of in there. Oh, yeah. That's so, good. I don't know. Uh, but got- I love That's good email. Got another one from Braun. It's like LeBron, but shorter and with horrible ball skills. Uh, Medium-time listener, first-time emailer, originally from Sydney, Australia, now from Binghamton, New York. Drink. I was excited to see Jessica Hull crush a national record the other week in the 1,500 indoors, but that only deepened the mystery of why indoor track exists. Why do we keep Australian national records for an event that basically doesn't exist in Australia? I don't know of a single indoor track in my hometown. I'd be willing to bet that all our Australian national records on indoor track can be explained by Australian student-athletes or recent grads like Jess running in the American college system. Maybe you can explain why Australia is weird, but can you explain who actually runs indoor track and why? I heard that the Bowerman Track Club don't race that often, but they all tuned up for some indoor meets last week. Why, given that now the world champs are postponed for a year, how much do athletes really gain from doing these indoor meets on odd-shaped and odd-length tracks? Keep up the good work. That is brawn. Uh, I don't know the point of indoor track. Short answer there. It's yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, for Australia, it wouldn't make sense because it's during a time that it's warm in Australia, presumably. Right. If this uh, was a so legitimate pro, yeah. If we had a legitimate like pro circuit during and we wanted to do track meets this month, we would just be in Australia right now or South America. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so yeah. For you know people in the southern hemisphere, indoor track doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, the only way it really makes sense, you know, is if for the real cold areas that want to do it. Um, and even then it's always thought of as a secondary to outdoor track. Um, so yeah, don't have a whole lot to, uh, defend it with. Yeah. It's just but a good way. Track. To, so it's just a good way to, fun things to watch. Yeah. It's just a good way to tune up. Like if you're the Batman track club and you want to get in a race cause you're bored with just doing workouts. That's, that's what it is. It's preparation for something else. That's, Yes. That's all it is. And I will say, the one there's one cool thing, and I'm not saying it's better than outdoor track because it's not, but the atmosphere of an indoor meet is different than an outdoor meet if you get one where it's really rocking because the close quarters are cool. And the sound of people running on boards is pretty neat too. That's, yeah. But that being said, I take an outdoor meet every single time. And like the two times I did it, it was, it was fun to compete in. Yeah. All right. Next up is... Oh, this is Brandon with two A's, formerly from Delaware, now from Pittsburgh. Hitting hitting Delaware hard this week. It's been a few months, but I have some updates on my life and thoughts on the running world. First off, I'd like to give my gratitude to Earth Sports for banning the Alpha Fly 
well, this is before we found out they weren't <laughs> banned. For a few reasons. One, I love my 4% and wouldn't want my non-Olympic qualifying marks discredited because science thinks they aren't fair. And two, which leads me to my next update, so that the tattoo I recently got on my ribs would be less controversial. I have attached a photo. Also, if I did get the Alpha Fly instead, would I be banned from elite competition? Who knows? But let's get back on track. <laughs> and he includes a photo uh, on his ribs. It says, no human is limited. And in the middle of it is a shoe. <laughs> It's amazing. This has got to be real, right? It doesn't look fake. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to add an asterisk to your tattoo, but outside of that, you're good. Second, I don't like to take credit for other people's accomplishments, but I would like to point out that since throwing up in front of Sarah Hall at the Pittsburgh half, she was PR'd in Berlin, won the USATF 10-mile champs, and was a top American at the Houston half. I wish her the best and hope that I get a mention post-press conference after she inevitably wins the U.S. trials. I don't know how I helped, but I imagine she just wants to run fast enough to never fear finishing near where I would be again. (laughs) Finally, while you may not know this because this podcast exclusively focuses on running, Zion has made a triumphant return to the basketball scene. Watching his first game, it Mm. looked like he was running uphill both ways on the court, which led my roommate and I to a discussion. Could Zion break 30 minutes in a 5K? My roommate seemed to think Zion could, but I vehemently opposed this viewpoint. And I do not think he has any chance. I'm curious as to what you guys have to say on the subject. And if he can break 30, what is the best he can do? That is all for this week. Gentlemen, keep calm and pace the Bowerman Track Club. That is Brandon with two A's. Zion's 5K? Ah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, so it's like nine-minute miles, a little over. I mean, a little over nine and a half. Um. He, he does not, I guarantee he does not go faster than 28. He might break Yeah, 30. no, it, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's. I think 30 is close to the the over under I would set. Um, he is a professional athlete. He especially in his first you know game or two back. Yeah, he looked real rough. And I would say at that point, no, definitely not. Um, as he works his way kind of in shape. I mean, he's a massive, massive human. He's six nine, six ten, two eighty. That's really he could be in the NFL. Hard. Yeah, he yeah he's he. I mean, but he's also I mean athletically as far as like jumping everything else he's one of the most athletic humans i've ever seen um i'm gonna put him on the on the right side of 30 so he could, he could get there but i think you're right I think 28 or so is about the best he could do all right i got one from jay here about my conundrum of running with a phone thank you mm-hmm. got one from sarah same topic and craig let's go to I want to get one from Matt, also formerly from Mobile, Texas, now from Round Rock. Hey, it's right down, right down the road from me. I have been to Round Rock, Jason, in case you were wondering. Um, I was. Okay, let's go to... Man, there are so many here. It's a lot. Hunter, Hunter wrote in, and he found one that's made by Fila, and it's only three ninety nine. Which Oh, okay. I mean, if the if Katie gets tired of me borrowing hers, maybe I'll. <laughs> I might have to look into that too. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, Zach asked, "What happened with Mono's world record?" I watched the full ten minute compilation of his attempts, and it showed three attempts and misses at six seventeen. Then the video of him breaking it, he has no headband and white compression socks. Did he do it after the competition, and does it count? I think he must have been looking at earlier in the week when he attempted the world record and didn't get it, and then it was probably that one added on. I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe they they put yeah because he got close like you said earlier in the week, so maybe they kind of combined them all into a 
super cut. You know, make a little make make it a little more uh, intriguing. Alex, former mediocre spinner, would be great though if we. It's just like everybody just missed on that, and he actually had four attempts, <laughs> and we just no one noticed. No, that's cool. He can just keep going. Uh, Alex says Ronnie Baker's back, baby. I I mean I'm leaning towards that way. I want to see a little more, obviously, but that was like I said just the way he he kind of exploded through that that middle ground. Um, it's he's he's gonna have a chance, and if uh, I mean if Lyles is running the hundred, it's gonna be a hard team to make. But you know Baker Gatlin, that's that's a good it's uh, a good one too. There could be the hardest team to make. Uh, Hashtag Terry from Vermont. Still more Northeast representation here. Um, he says, in the last show, you discussed the difficulty of taking parts of runners to create the ultimate runner or whatever you called it. But I think I figured it out. Take David Risha's legs, Kipchoge's torso, and Usain Bolt's head. That runner gets all the speed and power that Radisha has, the aerobic, aerobic capacity, and an insane lung slash VO2 max from Kipchoge, and the swag and bravado of Bolt. Altogether, you get a runner who'd probably be untouchable from 800, certainly through the 15, maybe even the 5 and 10, as well as an infectious personality drawing fans to track and field. Mm. It's pretty good. Solve the puzzle there. That was well done. Yeah. I'll take that. Uh how about Joe, formerly of seventy five minutes north of New York City, currently ninety minutes north of New York City. <laughs> Drink for those fifteen minutes. Tough commute there. Not while driving. Yeah. Hey hey fellas, apologies if my formatting isn't up to standard. This is my first email. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I had a take on Chiefs five K PR and a half marathon. It should only count. If it's the first 5K, that way it's similar to a real 5K race. You don't see members of a relay quoting their split as their PR because they got a running start. That's a good point. Also, I mean, I... running start in 5K means less than other running starts, <laughs> yes. but it's still, still, still makes running sense. start. Yeah. Also, since yeah. I feel like I must, I'm with Kevin regarding an aesthetic regulation. The alpha flies, both road shoe and spikes are quite ugly and shouldn't be allowed on TV. <laughs> he says, and finally, I love this pod, but I have one main gripe. Everyone knows it's states, not state. Ooh, there it is. Incorrect. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I said, I, if you set your 5K in the third five or third 5K of a of a half, just sign up for a 5K in a few weeks and just just set your record so you don't have to think about it. Yeah, I got a message from someone and Marco wants to set an Instagram account up for us. Just that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, because we do not. We are not on the the Instagram. Um, I think I registered an account, just never used it. I can't now. I can't remember the username or the password, but it was something in there. I'm guessing it's House of Run. But. Yeah, but it might have been like House of Run Pod or something like that. Because mm. House of Run might have been taken. Uh, hey, y'all. I'm Andrew from Houston. My friends and I have been listening to the pod for about a year or so. Once we all listened, we would discuss and give our own thoughts on it while we did our weekly long run. We had so much fun with it that we started our own and have already interviewed Avery Bartlett from the Atlanta Track Club and Spencer Brown from Georgetown. Also, crazy enough, we went out on a wing and contacted Brazier and Engels, and they both loosely agreed to come on at some point, so we'll see what happens. We've looked up to you for a while, but now we're coming. All love here. <laughs> but love th- what's it. the name of the show? Yeah, you I mean, th- hey, we'll, we'll, we'll back you guys for a little bit until you guys get big, then we'll take you down from the inside. But <laughs> No, it's t- I mean, come on. It's the world of running podcasts here. This is not exactly cutthroat. <laughs> And I'll, I'll say it, a lot of them have come along. How many have stuck around, you know? No, but I, it's actually really cool that you guys are doing this. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, but tell me so the name of the I'm show excited. so yeah, I can definitely say tell the, us show. the name of the show. And we'll, we'll shout it out. I mean, Jason, sure. Jason was a marketing expert. So Jason can tell you it's important 
to plug your own stuff, right? Yeah, I mean that was uh, that's I'm intrigued. I'll listen to it. You'll listen to any. Podcast. I listen to the daily. I listen to the daily daily. Thoughts. Enjo- I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, it's it. I did not listen to the episode of the daily that you guys were talking about. Um, which I you know I feel like would probably help. Uh, I'm wondering the only thing that would prevent me becoming a regular listener is sometimes that's just stuff I don't like to spend my free time discussing or you know hearing about you know like that world oh yeah just because it's like i mute a lot of those words on twitter because it's like yeah it's already there and everywhere around and i get it's very important and it's and it's relevant but most of the time when i'm listening to a podcast i want stuff that's frivolous and doesn't have anything to do with anything we did try to make jokes so no you did and it's, it's it's entertaining it's just i wonder if if it's one of those that could lead me to get frustrated. Um, and I find myself frustrated enough. Okay. Fair enough. I mean... But a lot of people like, you know, to listen to the news and stuff. I, I, I think it was, it was very well done. I just... It could I, be I'm the anecdote for, for your frustration, though, too. You could be like, man, I'm frustrated. I'm going to listen to this, and it's going to... Look, just hit the download button. I really, if you listen, you listen. That's oh, I, I'm subscribed already. <laughs> so, you're, yeah, you're good. Just kidding. Uh, speaking of real-life stuff, Kyle in California... I was planning to write yeah. about some other things after today's episode of the show, but all your Tyreek Hill talk changed my plans. He might be a good football player who's ridiculously fast, but he's also a guy who was kicked off the football and track teams Oklahoma State for assaulting his pregnant girlfriend. He pleaded guilty to domestic assault and battery by strangulation after punching his girlfriend in the face and stomach, choking her and throwing her around like a rag doll. Again, she was pregnant when this happened. I didn't have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl, but I sure wanted anyone but Hill to be the MVP. There we go. We also got a tweet about this. Tyreek Hill is human garbage, and I'm sorry that we didn't mention that last week. Yeah, we got a tweet, too, about it. Why are you talking about it? Why are you elevating him? I mean, our show is a show that exists on Apple Podcasts, but I don't think that we have the big enough platform to where we're elevating an NFL superstar. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, we're talking about it in terms of a... Yeah, in terms Alpha. of running, but like, yeah, I, 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 I knew, I knew there was something with him, and I couldn't remember the details, and that was probably partially why I didn't bring it up. But yeah, no, he, I, I do not root for Tyree Kill in any way, and if he were to run, I hope he just gets walked by fifteen dudes. Yeah, I think he'll get walked regardless. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, not that this matters, but I mean, he is cleared to play by the NFL, and I know the standard to getting cleared by to play by the NFL isn't isn't much these days uh, right actually i was listening to um they did a thing on, on espn's podcast about michael vick and like the pushback to michael vick being like accepted back into like the nfl community and i guess mm. or actually this might have actually happened when uh he was trying to get back in the nfl and didn't he had like tony dungy as his mentor right or something like that did that sound right i think so yeah i think that's okay. correct so there was a conversation apparently between dungy and goodell where like Goodell told him, hey, uh, the the thing that's like really bothers me is like he lied to me, right? Because he told me he wasn't involved in what he did. And then it turns out he was involved in it. And Dungey's response apparently was like, yeah, but you have people in the league who have killed people before. <laughs> right. And I don't know if that was a turning point, but that was a significant enough moment to be like, oh, yeah, that, that, makes, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm for redemption. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily have to glorify the person and say what they're doing is great. But um, in general, I'd like to give people multiple chances. 
yeah, and I think with Vic, there was a lot of to like he right. went to jail and he seemed to do a lot of work to try to literally make went to jail. Right. Yes, literally yeah, went to jail for, and lost like tens of millions of dollars. And you could say, hey, he did that. I'll never forgive him, and I I won't blame anyone who says that. That's totally reasonable. It did seem like he at least made the attempt. Whether Tyreek Hill has actually done that, I, I do not remember that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so if yeah, if you, I mean, I would not call myself a fan of Tyreek Hill. Uh, so yeah, I, I think those can be slightly different. Even though you could go like, "Hey, they're really awful, awful things," and if you don't want to forgive those people, I I get it. Well, you know, to to talk about this in the context of track, you know, track doesn't really have the same governing body status as something like an NFL or an NBA. And what hasn't really been tested, at least with a high profile athlete recently, is what if there is a big off the track story of someone committing a like like what's there's I no there's no pistorius but that like he like disappeared from the sport so that was kind of irrelevant at, at that point right but something obviously not as major as that to where he's surely going to become incarcerated but we haven't really had a situation in track and i, I don't know why that is I, I mean i'm sure people have plenty of theories about why that is but we don't have a, sort of a similar similar situation in track where you can see hey like it, should this person be allowed to compete because, right, because the biggest the, things are drug drugs. drug cheats, and that's not on the same level of morality at all. Right. Well, and it's like breaking the law versus not breaking the law, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I always thought it was crazy, like, from a – now we're just completely – we've engaged in a huge digression here uh, to talk about serious things. But it's like – and you're a public figure, so I understand it, but it's like the NFL is in charge of deciding whether or not you did this or not. Like, I mean, I, it's just, it's very weird to me. Like your employer. <laughs> yeah. Is, it is, is a strange. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, it's mostly about perception and less about actual like justice and like Roger Goodell is going to go investigate. I don't know. Anyway, we'll keep moving again. Not in any way endorsing Tyreek Hill speaking about it purely from a track perspective of how fast would he be? I don't think we ever said he was uh, going to be the greatest story for track and field just that it would be interesting to see somebody who has had a fast uh has run fast times in the in the past see what they could do again it's going to be an issue because he's not going to run so yep not gonna happen (laughs) um more dark stuff here do we have more dark stuff well steven dorsett yeah says if you could get a definite answer of whether one athlete past or present is clean or doping who would you choose Ooh. I think it's a choice between Bolt, Farah, and Kipchoge. However, I'd be worried about finding out one of my idols is a fraud. Who would you choose? Rudisha, Van Nieker, Michael Johnson, Linford Christie's, any other sports stars you'd be interested in? Uh, Man, that's a great question. I mean, I'd be interested in Kawhi Leonard specifically for the year uh, 2019 <laughs> <laughs> and no other years. Uh, I mean, probably Bolt, right? I mean, I think the answer is Bolt. Bolt Bolt's a very big one for sure. Um, you know, I, hey, I, believe he did not dope because he was tested a ton and didn't as we've seen that before but <laughs> doesn't um, mean I anything fe- jason yeah but i do feel like at this point with we, we would have found out something um unless you just believe in the massive cover-up because it would have been so bad for the sport always a possibility I believe but overall that, i believe yeah. he didn't but i yeah there's still there's still of course that like whatever five percent thing where you're just like man i do wonder 
you know? Like well, I think for most people, it's probably higher than 5%, right? I mean, I think yeah, every, no, every sure, person's right. at 5%, and then you talk about the world record holder. <laughs> right, so that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, like Meb is at 5%, and he's the lowest. He'd be the one lowest. I would bet on. If you ask me, like, what athlete that's been at the pinnacle of sport are you, like, most confident is clean? I think yeah. I, would, I think I would say Meb. I think it would be. Right? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's. Pretty, I was trying to think of, like, a someone who I'd even feel better about, but like um, gun to your head, Jason <laughs> was clean in track and field. Yeah. I'd be, I would be, I'd be stuck. And I want LeBron to be tested. I don't know. I just think it's <laughs> for the specific years that they sketchy. played the Chicago bulls in the, uh, I want the Houston Astros. No, just what he's out. still doing is unbelievable. And it's probably just cause he takes care of his body better than just about any athlete ever. But you know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, know those gained, he's gained a lot of muscle. If you look at him early in the career, he's oh, he's like a, he's a, I mean, and he always looked much older than he was. Um, right, just like as like a, a physical specimen, he's he's impossibly like impressive. Um, and just the fact that he's already played like what like among the ten most minutes of all time or something like that, and yeah, he hasn't slowed down at all. Um, but he's also doing more things to take care of himself. Uh, but I just think other sports, it would be a much bigger open net because I would guess the vast, vast majority of other sports would have tested positive in track and field. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that they're taking super illegal stuff. It's just that track and field is way more strict. Yeah. Uh, Zach says, Google Kenny Sabakelli net worth. It told me 100000 to $1 million. Too low. The man has a hotel and two it world records. Be. How much is an appearance bonus? Yeah, I would guess yeah, he's making no no 200 way. something thousand for every appearance at least. Um and yeah, he's a he's one of the most successful runners of all time. Either he's horrendously bad with money or he's worth a lot more than that. Yeah, 200 I don't know how much marathon appearance fees are. I know that the one that leaked out with Bolt was like 600k for I mean, he's the Stockholm. second biggest draw in Marathons right now, probably. Yeah, I just, but you're not. Days. But you're not selling tickets to a marathon the way you are a track meet. So right. I, I could be wrong. And if there's, I'd be curious what like London pays since they presumably pay the most. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's fifty thousand. Maybe it's I, I don't know. But even then, it well, you has to be worth more than a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He well, just, you're the the commitment to do a marathon is also more than just asking Bolt to show up and spend one afternoon running a, a two hundred. So. Maybe right. maybe it is up there. Maybe it is. I mean, if I'm I don't know. In, in my head, Kipchoge is making a hundred, two hundred thousand every time he steps on the line without yeah. prize money or anything. But I could be way off on that. I don't it, know why I, why that number is in my head. If I'm Kipchoge, I don't warm up for anything less than half a million at this point. Yeah, you can't. You're not even allowed to watch me run unless you Venmo <laughs> me something. Like what's the what's Berlin's first place like uh, prize? That's that's a good question. I'm bad at prize money. I mean, I know, for a while there, the world marathon major winner was taking home half a million for the series. Right. So, Berlin marathon prize money. Yeah. Is how much money you get for? Well, according to Wikipedia. Uh, now let's just talk about world marathon majors. Because he won last year. Um. And he ran two hundred one. There's probably some sort of time bonus involved. I don't know. I feel like yeah. he, I feel like he got a good check. He got more than a hundred thousand for that day. I feel good about that. Fifty. Well, according to the Kenyan, this Kenyan newspaper, it says fifty thousand for the win. Wow, that's all. Okay, uh, I mean, that's a lot of money. I just would have thought it was more. than It's that. more. Bo- well, it's it's the bonuses and it's also the just the appearance fee, right? The actual winning of the right. race. It's kind of funny. 
Yeah. So, but I would guess he made more. Yeah, more than a hundred thousand for Berlin last year alone. So, like I said, and he owns a hotel that, you know, and other stuff. I'm sure he's 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 got to be doing better than, better than that. Yeah, and that's and- still. A lot more than I'm worth, and hey, that'd be great. But I'm hoping the greatest distance runner of all time is worth at least a a few million bucks. How would anybody know how much money he's worth? Yeah. What what of his... It's, you know, other things you can kind of get, like, there's reports and, you know, big deals are are signed for sports and even movies and stuff. But, yeah, like I said, who knows? Who does know indeed, Jason? Uh, I get time for three more here. We're going to save some of these to next week. Um, Marshall from St. Louis, formerly from Iowa, happened to catch SportsCenter Top 10, which had not one but two track and field events with Ellie Purrier's U.S. record coming in sixth and Mondo's world record coming at number one. Note number one, I saw this while leaving the gym Sunday morning. I gave up on ESPN about a decade ago. Too much Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith creating fake news before fake news is the thing. Note two, unlike yep. back in my day when you could watch the same episode of Sports Center from 2 a.m. until noon, I have no idea if Mondo's World Record was the number one in the previous or subsequent Sunday morning Sports Centers. I imagine that some random XFL highlight took the top spot in other versions. <laughs> also, I'm looking for a co-host for my new podcast, House of Run Cooldown. The premise is to recap each week's House of Run podcast. It'll be huge. All the best. Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. I'm in. I'm going to do the Cooldown show and the actual show. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. That is technically illegal. Uh, how about we go to – oh, we're going to go to Noah from New York via Boston. Yeah, drink. I thought the discussion of Bikele's world – because records, not world records, although they were world records. And what would hurt him the most was fascinating and found the rare opportunity to put the goat and myself in the same discussion was way hard, way too hard to pass up. While in college, I was able to set a freshman indoor mile record. I'm not ashamed to admit now that every school year afterward, I would root with a passion for the next hotshot freshman to fail in defeating my record. <laughs> Absolutely. There were internal Ezekiel Kemboy-style celebrations when each indoor season passed, <laughs> and my name stayed in the books. He's like the 72 Dolphins, just but as a solo act. I love it. <laughs> However... As soon as I graduated, that feeling dissipated, and when a few years later, a freshman blew my time out of the water, I think by four seconds. I didn't feel any bitterness about the whole thing. How does this relate to Bekele? Well, I think in his mind, he has graduated from the 5K, 10K on the track, and his records and dominance in medals and margins of victory in championships in a loaded era speaks for itself, which is why he can still trash talk Mo Farah by, quote, roaring with laughter, end quote, when the mood strikes. So, from my point of view, Kennedy say would be far more devastated to break the current record in a race where he lost to Kipchoge than to win and set the marathon world record, only to see Ronix or Cheptegei wipe his records off the books. With his 5 and 10 marks, he already feels he's established a standard that far outlived his track career, and now I suspect he is solely concerned with getting this, getting the set to complete his legacy with records, standing or not, from 5 to the marathon. Quite similar to me and my freshman Record, kind of, sort of. Please ignore the fact that I didn't set any actual school records to make this a totally legitimate comparison and say hi to Gordon Mack for me. P.S. The Alpha Flies and Viper Flies, how is this real, have taken over the day and possibly the Olympics. I can't believe I thought this whole thing was going to die out with those world athletics rulings. That is Noah. Hey, it only lives on if you say it lives on, Noah. 
and we're as much to blame for anybody because we bring it up every single week. Plug your um, ears. Well, then all it's all anybody then wants to talk about. So you can't have it both I know. ways. We, you can't yeah. say it's dominating the conversation and then use it to dominate the conversation, which is what people are doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. it's you're absolutely right. And yeah, I, I, I think overall I agree with him uh, regarding Bekele. I do, f- and this is might just be me, what I would want, and I'm, I'm just projecting this on, Kip- on on Bekele, is that to hold all three at the same time would yeah. be this this huge deal. And I, I it wouldn't even shock, like if he were, say he won London and set the world record this year, like, well, he wouldn't retire because the Olympics are this year, but he'd retire right after the Olympics, right? Like that has to be it. I would guess if he gets it in London, he'll have all three for at that's least a I mean. brief moment. No one's going to get yeah, it. So if, yeah. if he gets all three at the same time, I think that's, you know, and then he gets, there's some photo op with him and three clocks or something weird. I don't know, but it, it, I think that would be something that I would want in that scenario. I mean, he's mm-hmm. already exceeded anything I could have possibly dreamed for, uh, you know, in my wildest fantasies to, to, to actually do, but it's, uh, yeah, I wonder how much he would care if the five or 10 got broken. Mm-hmm. With how much he seems to care about records, I, I I think he cares more than a lot of other guys would, and most other guys in his position would have been retired already, though. So it's hard to say. Yeah. All right, one more, and then we'll do a chief voicemail. And we'll close it out. Uh, we got an email from Lindsay. Yeah. About the huge story right now in the running world, particularly in Canada, about the famous coaster Dave Scott Thomas from the University of Guelph, also also Speed River track club there was a story in the globe and mail which detailed his treatment sexual misconduct of a former athlete um if people haven't read the story you should read the story she kind of sums it up here in the email um people have also also been very critical of, of athletics canada for not doing more because he was appointed throughout this time to um be the national team coach on a couple of occasions uh, she closes it out i'll just read this ending part she says this is a long email kind of a downer uh, but if you could say to any young athlete listening the following, your coach is supposed to guide and support you, not own or control you. Abuse in whatever shape or form it can take does not make you stronger or a better athlete. Your coach is not a dictator or a god. They should be a partner in achieving your goals. And if they aren't that, you need a new coach. So I encourage people yeah. to, to to read it. The story is uh, just devastating. And obviously a lot of credit to the athlete for, for speaking out, Megan Brown and there was another athlete that that filed a complaint that kind of recently that kind of triggered going back and looking in at at this case and that athlete's not naming there. I'm guessing there'll be more reporting on this coming forward because it involves a, a big university in Canada as well as the national governing body. Yeah, I mean it's yeah she sums this up better better than I could and and that last paragraph you read I think is. Very, very, very well said. Uh, it's just, yeah, you, you see it, and it's just terrible. I mean, if you feel awful for it, I mean, I, you're glad that it's coming to light and that, you know, things will get set in the right direction, but it's still just, yeah, unacceptable that anyone has to has to go through that. So just just real, real sad. And you said the other podcast is too much real life, Jason. <laughs> right, that's know. exactly. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go to Chief real quick, and then next week we'll have uh, Jay... Not the Beach Boy, Midwest, uh, Brian, Lola, and Lolo. We have four that we'll hold for for next week. But let's go to let's go to Chief here to close out. Way we, down there on uh, February fifth. Here we go. 
What a boys cheap from Illinois. Now Indianapolis, drink your milk, Braylon. Uh, Sully, so heard you're getting an armband. Congratulations. You can now um, be labeled as a rec league all-star. Um, all kidding aside, though, I run with a guy who wears an armband and has his iPhone in it and ran with him for six months before finally asking him why he wears an iPhone when he runs with us and he doesn't doesn't wear headphones, obviously, because we're running in a group. So I was like, this guy's addicted to his phone. Turns out, uh, yeah, he's on call when he runs with us. So he's on 24-hour calls every Sunday. And so when we run together, um, it's on Sunday. And he's never gotten a call on the iPhone when we're together. But so I think it's acceptable, definitely. Also, he's a sub-225 marathoner. So I I think that real runners do run with them on occasion when necess when necessity is uh is there is present. So with that, peace boys. Yeah, I've never been on call. So I can't say I <laughs> Hey, I, I mean, should you're cl- the father of two, you know? I mean that's that's a on call situation. I should clarify. I if I was running with other people, I would never Yeah, I would wear. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Because if you have a group to run with, then yeah, of course you don't need it. But when you're running alone, I think you know having some headphones to listen to podcast music, audiobook, whatever it may be, I think that's totally reasonable. Um, I definitely did that, and uh, yeah, whatever works, right? I mean, that's if it gets you out there and running. That's that's if it's good enough for a two twenty five guy. Granted, yeah, it's for there were, a real thing. There were some fast. There were me. some fast people that sent messages to us, um, and they were running either with a belt or. With the, the belt band. seems to be the, the the thing of choice though overall, right? Yeah, but we we definitely had a few people saying they use the armband too. Like I said, if it gets you out running, like that's hey, I'm not going to argue with that. Houseofrun at gmail is the email address. I'll be in Albuquerque this weekend for the USA's, so if you're there, let me know. Uh, other than our that, stomping Chase, grounds. What's that? Our old stomping grounds. The old, yeah, we went there a couple years in a row. So excited to go back, go to the frontier, have a Seminole, maybe visit the Hotel Blue and. Dive secondhand smoke and then get some sushi. Uh, get some sushi. Good. There you go. All right, that's it. Thank you, Jason. Talk to you guys next week. Jessica Ennis. Did you see that American record? What about that other one? The other one. One more. <laughs>